While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow, 508-996-0500. That's how you can join me this evening. Chris will be back tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow we're also going to be joined by uh, former New Bedford Mayor uh, Scott Lang, who I know is going to have a lot to say about the things that have happened thus far, the, the goings the goings on, so to say. Uh, I think uh, I think we're we're definitely interested to hear what Scott has to say on that. Um, we also have a Boston Globe reporter, uh, Chad Finn, um, talking about uh, the new book the Boston Globe wrote on the Red Sox and uh, just sort of a preview of that season. So we're looking forward to doing all that tomorrow. Tonight, God, what a show tonight. And um, so I was originally, I had originally planned to have two members, uh, actually a current Dartmouth School Committee member and a candidate for Dartmouth School Committee on this evening. Um, I rescheduled those two because there's a lot happening in the city council chamber right now, and there was a lot happening in New Bedford education, some real breaking news that happened today that we broke here on WBSM. So I wanted to give them the benefit of having clear skies, uh, clearer skies for sure, when they come on. So they're going to come on next week. Uh, Kathleen Amaral and Erica Marenzi. I'm looking forward to talking with, with both of them next week. Um, and uh, we're actually going to have a few other candidates on for other offices like school committee and, and, and a bunch of other stuff. My, my following week's already booking up. Actually, Chris and I have a lot of people to talk to next week. So it's great how that uh, it all just, you know, it all just sort of, it all just sort of comes together very nicely. But tonight uh, we have Bruce Oliveira, he is a longtime member of the New Bedford School Committee, and we have Ross Grace uh, of the New Bedford School Committee as well. Bruce will be joining me at 7.30. Ross will be joining me at 8. Um, I, I know the app chat message, the app notification, if you got it, said 8.30. I moved it to 8. Um, I think after telling Tim it was 8.30, uh, and that was because I, um, I wanted to. because... <laughs> Yeah, I, that's the decision I, I wanted to make. Um, so, uh, and then uh, at nine o'clock, we're going to have Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro talking about some uh, recruitment um, efforts that they're making at the House of Correction. You know, they're dealing with obviously a nationwide shortage in corrections officers. So they're they're coming up with new ways to incentivize people to pursue a career in corrections. And um, and we're going to talk with the sheriff at nine o'clock. Uh, more on that. We, of course, also have, uh, among the myriad other things that are on the, on the uh, agenda tonight, we also have our field reporter, our city hall reporter, Adam Bass. Adam Bass is, is on the attack. The Bass attack is in council chambers. He is going to give us live updates of the goings-on in the meeting tonight. Now, it's going to probably be a pretty eventful meeting because... 
Chris and I talked about it last night. The mayor issued his veto letter, um, which there's Tim wrote a great story on WBSM.com you can check out, where Mitchell painstakingly explains uh, and I think very effectively explains exactly why he made the votes that he made, uh, exactly why he made the votes that he made, um, uh, the vetoes that he made, uh, the vetoes that he made, and why he thought that these ballot questions were a dereliction of the legislative process. And I actually agree with him. It was a dereliction of the legislative process. So uh, we, we, Chris and I had some fun with it uh, last night. We talked about their, you know, his reaction and the council president's immediate remarks to um, Mayor Mitchell's uh, letter. Uh, so we're going to hear there's three que- there's three ballot questions that may, uh, Mayor Mitchell vetoed, um, and he did this basically on the grounds that there wasn't any floor debate on this. There wasn't a legislative process that was really gone through. It was just more of a, you know, uh, kind of came out of nowhere. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I'm not, I'm not opposed to exploring the policy of rent stabilization or rent control, uh, but... Um, I think the argument that there needs to be a little bit more discussion around it, public discussion around it, I think that argument has some merit. And I think, in in fact, that the rent control and the rent stabilization question, rent stabilization question would be a lot more impactful if it weren't sandwiched between these two completely silly and inane questions like whether or not the voters of New Bedford should should undo something that they literally just did which is give uh, the mayor uh, of of New Bedford a four-year term, which they did, and um, pa- uh, and uh, make New Bedford a Community Preservation Act community, which they did, which gets them, uh, which gets the city and gets every community, including Fairhaven, Dartmouth, et cetera, who signs on to the CPA, um, a 40% return on a 1.5% surcharge in your tax dollars. You get millions of dollars, literally millions of dollars in state and leverage funds to fund important uh, projects in your community like, you know, preserving pres- pre- uh, historic preservation, um, parks and open sp- uh, recreation, parks and open spaces, and developing new housing, which of course is sort of the backdrop of the rent control question. So, um there's a lot that's going to there's probably a lot that's going to be said again we're going to have Adam giving us updates on that hopefully we'll get some other updates from people that are in the uh, in the chambers as well and we will um hear from you at 508-996-0500 that's how you can join us this evening you know i do want to say about the and you might have heard me talk a little bit on Barry's about a uh, Barry show earlier today um, very graciously, uh, let me call into his program to sort of just talk about what's, what was going to happen, what I thought was going to happen tonight and to, you know, give a little preview of the program. Um, so again, Bruce Oliveira is going to be joining us at seven thirty, and Ross Grace is going to be joining us at eight, two members of the new Bedford school committee. And they're going to react to the news that Thomas Anderson has left is leaving new Bedford super school superintendent, Thomas Anderson is leaving New Bedford to go to East Hartford, uh, East Hartford, um, Connecticut, which is his home city uh, and where he began teaching, he said, 26 years ago. So my initial reaction to uh, uh, Superintendent Anderson leaving is that 
I think that it's probably not, it's probably something that shouldn't really be overreacted to. Superintendent positions are highly specialized, and which means they're highly paid and highly sought after. It's very competitive. Uh, it's a lot like town administrator. It's there's a lot of there's always a lot of mobility with those positions, those administrator positions, because they're not there aren't a lot of people that have the experience and skill set to do the job. So the fact that Superintendent Anderson left or was going to either go to Newton or go to East Hartford doesn't really doesn't really say much to to me in, in particular about whether or not he was happy here or whether or not. You know, you know whether or not he was happy here, whether or not he saw New Bedford as a place that was worth working, uh, a school system that was worth working for. I think actually he, you know, I, I think there's been some some improvements under his tenure. There definitely, and it's not even I think there's been statistically demonstrative uh, improvements uh, during his tenure as school superintendent. And like a lot of people in those positions, you know, you do a job, you put things in the right place, and then you just you, you move on. So, and I think an opportunity for him to obviously be the school superintendent of his hometown where he started teaching, where he grew up, where he went to school, I, you know, too much to probably pass up. And I would wager, and I don't know this for a fact, but I would wager that he probably got a pretty non-zero bump in pay uh, to, to go to East Hartford. I don't know if East Hartford's actually bigger than New Bedford. I do, I do know, you know, the cost of living is a little bit higher in Connecticut, but again, seemed like a good opportunity for him. I don't think it says much about what he thinks of New Bedford or what he thought about the job. I think it just says a lot about the opportunity that was presented to him. And so we're going to ask uh, school committee member Oliver, we're going to ask school committee member Grace about whether or not how they want to open up this hiring process going forward. Now, I know Ross Grace has said uh, before that he he wants to do this internally. Uh, I haven't heard Bruce's um, comments on the record yet, but I'm looking forward uh, to hearing them in the uh, at 7:30. So my initial reaction, I think everything's going to be okay. I don't think it's something worth overreacting to. Again, superintendent positions are highly specialized and highly competitive, and there's always a lot of mobility. It's a lot like town administrator. There's always a lot of mobility because they're always very highly sought after. So um, uh, I think, uh, again, I think everything, I think there's been some obviously market improvements in New Bedford's, um, in New Bedford school systems, uh, in New Bedford public schools. There's been some, again, you know, the graduation rate, I think hit 90% not too long ago when it was 50%, uh, you know, just a decade ago. So I think there's been some improvements and we'll, we'll see, um, how they want to go forward with the next superintendent search. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. This is South Coast Tonight. So, yeah, again, again, we're we're going to have Bruce Oliveira on at 730 and Ross Grace on at 8. And hopefully Adam Bass will be checking in with us uh, to let us know how that city council meeting uh, is going. It's certainly going to, I think, be fairly... Um, I think it's certainly going to be fairly um, uh, explosive, for sure, to 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 say the least. <sighs> Do have some app chat message. There was an app chat message I didn't get a chance to read yesterday. Um, uh, was uh, Wally from New Bedford saying that he is a avid listener. He's heard people and counselors call into shows and say rents are really high, and say that. Um, 
and say that rents are really high. He said he just fixed up an apartment, spent 15 grand for a new kitchen to hardwood floors and paint and so on, and said the rent was at 1400 and he's asking the same again and not going higher because he spent the money. He said, my phone's been going off nonstop since Saturday with people interested in paying that for a two-bedroom. So I don't know what uh, he said. So I don't know what Burgo is trying to accomplish with rent control. I got my, uh, I got my ideas on what he's trying to do. Hmm, interesting. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. You know, there's probably a lot of other, uh, I think Councilor Burgo said that, there's probably a lot of mom-and-pop landlords uh, in New Bedford that aren't um, unscrupulous, but there are stories about the larger, more institutional landlords, I think, that are a little bit um, less considerate, but we do appreciate you not rising, uh, raising your uh, your rents, um, uh, Wally from New Bedford. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Marcus, how are you? Hey, Barry, what's up? Hey, um, so I just want to say this about uh, Bruce Oliveira, and, um, you know, he's the next guest that's up. He has a perspective. I, I You know, I've been around a long time, and I, I got to say this about Bruce. Uh, I don't know if you know all of his qualifications, but um, my mom, I had the pleasure. He came to my mom's uh, wake, and, you know, he was on the, uh, the Housing Authority board, mm-hmm. uh, but do you know much about uh, your listening audience about who Bruce Oliveira really is? So he's a homegrown New Bedford High School guy. He, I think he's got his MBA uh, locally from UMass Dartmouth, and he's got uh, supersonic creditations. But he has a unique perspective where, uh, in addition to being on the housing authority, he also was a, a labor person representing the, the union of the, um, the IBEW and working with the pensions. So let's just pause it right here, Marcus. That says a lot about this man in, in his diversity. Forget about the fact that uh, what he does with Friendly Sons and or the, uh, you know, the, the uh, Siemens Bethel. But Bruce has a perspective from a New Bedford uh perspective where i don't i don't want to sound like i'm a word salad person here but think about it he represents so much diversification and he has so much expertise and education that he's he's like a real he's he's a hidden gem for new bedford yeah and i don't know if you can expound on his bio you know what he what he's done but i i am he's 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 unbelievable of, of what what he's accomplished yeah, I mean, definitely a pillar in the community too. His uh, his fundraisers are, are are, you know, I think to the level of of where Jack Nobrega was at uh, in his uh, in his heyday. So certainly a lot of respect from uh, people in the community. So I think people see that those qualifications and see that work and really appreciate it. But he's not one dimensional, Mark. He's not an attorney. He's he's so diverse and so deep yeah. that uh, that we're, we're very fortunate uh, to have him. And I'm very lucky to call him a friend. That's very nice. Good luck with the interview, Marcus. I appreciate it, Barry. Thank you. Take care, Paul. Yeah, Bruce is actually calling in from Florida, too. Uh, so I really appreciate Bruce um, uh, taking his time uh, to, 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 to talk to us. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Um, so we're, we're hearing from Adam Bass. He's live in city council. I'm getting some updates right now. Uh, so 
looks like everybody's there. He says uh, Counselor GS isn't there. Maybe she'll show up later. I don't know. Um, nothing, nothing yet. Nothing yet. Nothing spicy yet. Nothing spicy yet. So we'll see. Um, we'll see when it starts to get really, really interesting when they start to really uh, let it fly, so to speak. So 508-996-0500. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. I'm going to take a break now, and then we'll be back. On the other end of the break, we should be joined by Bruce Oliveira, a New Bedford School Committee member. So stay tuned. Hey, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Chris will be back tomorrow, but we're joined now by New Bedford School Committee member Bruce Oliveira. Hey, Bruce, how are you? I'm good. I'm, how are you doing, Marcus? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining me this evening. Don't, no worries. Thanks for having me. So, Bruce, um, your initial reactions to... Well, first, you know, Superintendent Anderson's leaving. How did you think he, he, he performed uh, during his tenure? I, I think he did a real good job for us, to be honest with you. Um, you know, he, he's really a decent person, uh, uh, a well-rounded individual. He was always accessible to us. Uh, he kept us more informed than we had been kept in the past. Um, he basically stabilized the district at a time when we needed that. So, um, you know, I, I have no complaints with, uh, with Thomas, you know. So you would you would rate him more favorably than his predecessor? Yes. So we're speaking... But, but in some fairness, and i got to say this, in some fairness to his predecessor, um, she also did some things at the time that did have to be taken care of. So she, she had... Um, it, it may not have ended as well as uh, it should have, but yeah, but Thomas... Thomas really um, got us stabilized, and, um, you know, I wish him the best of luck. He's, he's going home, so everybody's got that dream job. Maybe that was his, you know. Um, well, so, yeah, that's the that's the next question I had. What is your reaction to, to his departure? And it, it wasn't something that was unexpected, unfortunately. Um, as I found that that's how this kind of works with uh, superintendents, especially when you when you bring them in from from out of town. Um, not that that's a knock; it's just a reality to deal with. Um, they're very talented, but ever since he was a finalist in Newton, you know, it's it's something that I said, okay, um, it's probably going to happen sooner rather than later. So, you know, um, it's around that five year mark, right? And, yeah. That so, seems to be it. I mean, you look at Fairhaven's very fortunate to have someone like Tara, who's a local person. Um, that's that's unusual that that you get that local person, and then once you do, what what seems to be more uh, common than not is that person will stay. You know, there's a better chance. And um, well, so. so- Anyway, so going forward, are you, are you looking to hire uh, internal? What do you want to do? Do you want to hire internally, or do you want to look for someone like out of district, like Mr. Anderson? Because you did say he, he's done a, he's, he's done a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my personal opinion, and and we as a committee, like we haven't discussed next steps yet, but um, you know, it's my hope that the chair puts the item on the agenda sooner rather than later because it's something we need to talk about. I think um, 
as early as possible. My personal preference is internal. Um, I think we have someone there. I think we have someone that can can do it, and I and I think uh, I think with the, the lateness of the announcement, we have to do an interim uh, appointment at first, and and then potentially you you could still put the job out next fall when it's more of a hiring season, and and give that interim individual the the opportunity to apply for the job, or you know as a worst case, right. Um, the best case is the interim comes in and, and you find out that, yeah, we got something here. And, um, and you can save yourself a lot of that uh, searching, right? So I, I've always been somebody who really wants to try to give uh, people that we have the, the opportunity to, to move up if they're qualified. And I think we have. I think we have a qualified person that can do that. So you have somebody specific in mind right now? I do, yes. So um, uh, do you know, uh, have you had a chance to speak with any of your colleagues individually about where they're at? I, I know Ross has said he's, he, he, he said before, and I, I'm going to have him on in, in, the, uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, but he said he, he wants to go internal as well. Mm-hmm. I, I heard that comment or I saw it on, I think it was South Coast Today, today um yeah um, no we we haven't done really any of that um so once we can sit down and, and talk about it but yeah i i do i do um and and i just i feel really strongly about it and and uh i mean i i, I share the name i i i feel that uh Someone like Andrew O'Leary. I was just, um, I was thinking of Andrew O'Leary. <laughs> I really believe yeah. he, he deserves yeah. serious consideration for this position. I really do. For the interim position. Yeah. Um, that's my, my opinion, right? Yeah. For, so for people who don't know, Andrew O'Leary is the Assistant Superintendent of Finance and Operations. I've, I've in fact, had him on air uh, a bunch of times to talk about goings-on in New Bedford Public Schools, stuff with the Student Opportunity Act. Definitely, he's got a really, really good grasp on stuff, um, for sure. So, uh, yeah, that's who, uh, when you said you had someone in mind, that's who I was thinking that you had in mind as well. So... Um, so we're speaking with Bruce Oliveira. We're reacting to the news that Superintendent Anderson's leaving. What? So you're talking. You said the chair. The chair is Mayor John Mitchell. Um, do you yeah. have? Have you had any conversations with him about how quickly he wants to move forward with this? I have not. I, and, and you know, I'm not around right now, and I, I really have not um, spoken with them since the announcement. So um, no, I, I I would think, um, and, and I don't want to think for him, but I. I know he realizes this is an important um, item also. So uh, I'm sure he will act as, as he deems is appropriate. And I, and, um, I have confidence that we're not going to sit on this for a while. Yeah, so you're, 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 what you're thinking is you move on it as quickly as you can. You hire an interim. And in this case, you want um, Assistant Superintendent O'Leary to, to, to be the interim. Um, and let's say he is or somebody, you know, someone gets named mm-hmm. the interim. And then you're hoping to just make him permanent. Now, the, what's the process? Do you have well, to open it up? I And again, it's only my opinion. I, I don't know the, um, the the exact process. I believe as a school committee, um, as the majority acts, we can act, right? But we want to be 
responsible also to the, to the students and, and staff. So um, if, if we had an individual that um, we, we weren't sure, then it would, I think it would be kind of our responsibility to, to open it up and, and, and see what else is there, right? But um, you don't know, right, all the decisions we make in our life at the time we make them, we think they're great, and, yeah. and then right. time tells, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think we're mandated to, uh, but sometimes that's also the more responsible thing to do on a, on a permanent appointment, you know? Just to make sure you have everything, you know, you, you've... you've you vetted every possible candidate, but so in terms of content, like, so we, you know, I, I guess with, with Andrew O'Leary, you know, or someone that's internal uh, in general, you're looking for continuity, right? You're looking to continue basically to sort of continue on from where superintendent Anderson left off. Yeah. And, and also what you're looking at this, this time of year for the educational uh, system is, is kind of like spring training for baseball. This is when they're starting to plan for the next season. Yeah. And and if, if we wait too long, um, I, what I fear is that uh, we're going to waste some time. We're going to lose time where if, if we had an individual um, that, that was internal, that knows a lot of the players, knows some of the problems, um, has the opportunity to, to coordinate with Thomas in the next few months, um, I think we, we don't lose that time. So I also, that's why I really believe if we can find that internal candidate that, that the majority can say, yes, this is the person, um, we, we don't lose that time. We actually keep moving, you know. Um, so I think that's important. So we're, speak, we're speaking with Bruce Oliveira of the New Bedford School Committee. We're reacting to the news that superintendent, uh, school superintendent Thomas Anderson is going to East Hartford. D is this an immediate? So is he going like, is he gone tomorrow? Like, is he no longer no, the superintendent? I, no, I, I, from, from the press release uh, that I saw, um, he plans to complete June 30th with New Bedford District. Okay. And then he begins with East Hartford July 1st. Okay, that makes sense so under the fiscal year. There's a little that. time here. You know? Yeah, so you got time to, if you if you want, just set something up to name it in term and all of that, and, and sort of make sure everything's there's uh, this continuity. Yeah, and I also believe if you could come to an uh, an agreement on the individual for the uh, for the interim position internally, uh, you you wouldn't have to make the position effective like tomorrow. You could make it effective say June 1st, but that person's still in our system. And I, and I believe uh, with the integrity of Thomas that he would work with that individual and in some of his planning for next year. Uh, because unfortunately, Cameron Treadup, our deputy superintendent, is retiring June 30th. So that, you know, the, the, the hope that we would have someone there to steady the ship for a little bit um, already in place went away also right so uh, right when is your next school, I, a school committee meeting uh, next, when is your next school oh committee God. meeting it's april um oh uh, you got me it's on a couple weeks so uh, it's a couple weeks away at least right so it's, it's a week yeah, or two was, away yeah i think it's i'm not sure but i think it's april 11th but i could be wrong i think it's april 11th. but but i guess the real question i have is it sounds like there's time to put that on the agenda yes yes the chair could do that yes 
So we're speaking with Bruce Oliveira. We're reacting to the news that Superintendent Anderson uh, has uh, left for East Hartford. He's leaving uh, June 30th. Um, you said you wanted to you want to hire internally. You actually said exactly who you think they uh, the the school committee should hire internally. Um, you need uh, you know you need just the just a simple majority vote right of the school committee to to hire a particular individual. Correct. Cool. Yeah. Is there any? Um, is there? Uh, is there, is there any, um, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you taking time out of your, your vacation to call in and talk about this really important matter. Is there anything else, um, that you want to leave the audience with before I, uh, take this commercial break? Well, just, just that, um, I, I want the audience to understand and believe, and I believe they do, that all of us want to do what we think is best for the students and the staff of the district. Um, we, we all may have a different way of coming about it, but that's what, I think we're all there for that reason. And there's seven elected members. And, and our, our responsibility is to come to a consensus to figure out what those answers are. So, um, you know, I, I don't take it personal. I understand people have different opinions, and that's fine, you know. Uh, but ultimately, we got to try to do what we as a group think is best for the district. So. Bruce, thanks so much for joining me this evening. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you more as this process unfolds. Thank you very much, Marcus, and stay well. You as well. That was Bruce Oliveira, um, mem- longtime member of the uh, New Bedford School Committee. So I think very interesting development. He says he wants to hire internally, and he has an idea of exactly who he wants to hire internally. He thinks uh, Assistant Superintendent of Finance and Operations, Andrew O'Leary, is a candidate for the job. Um, I, I, Again, I've, I've spoken with Andrew on air. Um, granted, I am not privy to everybody uh, uh, at the department that the school department that is eligible for that job. Uh, you know, Bruce is, um, and Ross will be too. So I'll ask Ross what he thinks if he's got anybody specific in mind. But um, I do know just from talking to Andrew, I you know he's a I, I I've always enjoyed it, the interviews with um with Miss uh, with Superintendent O'Leary. They've always been very good. Just had a good grasp on the issues, and um, yeah. So be interesting to see how this unfolds. It looks like you've got we've got at least two members of the um we've got at least two members of the school committee that I know want to uh do this internally. Um we'll we'll see if uh we'll see how the rest of them feel. But we've got Ross Grace following up with us at uh eight o'clock. So we'll be joined by him at eight. Uh five zero eight nine nine six oh five hundred is how you can get in the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat this is south coast tonight i'm marcus and uh this is 1420 wbsm 1420 wbsm new bedford's news talk station have your voice heard right now on south coast tonight call 508-996-0500 or send an app chat message on the wbsm app now, back to Chris and Marcus. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. We're learning, actually, that there's no vote on the veto override tonight. Apparently, Mitchell didn't make the cutoff, and there was apparently no discussion on it, according to Adam Bass. So, very interesting. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hi. Um, just chiming in on the uh, conversation about uh, hiring from within, and I think, uh, Andrew O'Leary would be a great choice. I think there needs to be a process, obviously. But uh, of course, uh, we have some really great, talented uh, folks in our school system uh, locally, and uh, we'd love to see that opportunity happen. Because nobody knows our system, 
as well as somebody from that's been in it for a while and and uh, has the right understanding and values. So, and I think Andrew is an excellent uh, person. I've worked with him on a number of different things, and I, I'm not part of the school system, but um, he's always been a, a straight shooter. That's the kind of person that we really want at the helm. Yeah, I've had him on for. Um interview for a few things talking about like the student opportunity act and and charter schools and all of that and he, he's been you know he's got an excellent grasp on on uh on the issues um so i, I you know i i, I mean I, listen i'm not privy to the the all the administrators at uh at the um new bedford school department but uh you know uh, that's who i was thinking of when when the school committee member olivera said he had someone in mind so we'll yeah, uh, we'll yeah. see no no definitely and it's a great opportunity. I think uh, Superintendent Anderson's done a great job. I think, uh, you know, there are a lot of challenges uh, that the school system faces. So it's certainly not a cakewalk, but uh, yeah. somebody that, uh, you know, really understands that can hit the ground running um, and understands, you know, folks and is from the area, that kind of stuff. I, I, I think it is time. I don't think we have to look outside. but. He- yeah, well, uh, again, that, it's due diligence. So. Well, and that's the thing too. If if everybody's in agreement that the school com- the school department's improved under Anderson's leadership, then why not have that continuity of of governance? Absolutely, and and it will save time too. Because I mean, the fact is, is that you know, a nationwide search, all that kind of stuff takes takes time. And not to say that we wouldn't you know kind of explore that, but uh, you know, we need somebody here now moving forward. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Thank you. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm going to tell you something. There's a big, good change now in the bed. They need something for these kids because they need to get a learn a lesson by doing right but not doing wrong by this committee that they're going to have. They should have somebody tough for these kids. What do you mean? I don't know if you agree with me. That means the, the superintendent and um, all in the school department, they need to get more stricter. Because back when I was a kid, they, everything was, like, easy. Now they these kids are growing up today, they need it more harder to learn more hard things and stuff that they, they can learn. Like, this this, this new um, guy's coming in. He's going to do an excellent job. I, I have talking to him. He, he, and he's a very nice man. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, I think I think you'll you know I think whoever they if they get someone internal I, I, again I think things are on the right track. So I, I think yeah, because you know this this city needs something like that because for sure this city's going is going a mess if people, these kids just get out of school just like walk out of school and that's it and that they're not gonna they're not gonna keep anything clean and not gonna do nothing to right they're just gonna go go back with the way they were right so they need to be they have to be these kids have to learn by the hard way like we did when we were growing up. These kids don't know what that is. These kids always say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to graduate," but by the time they hit graduation time, they already want to quit school. I don't go to college, and that's sad. Yeah, well, you know, the graduation rates definitely improved. Uh, so hopefully, whoever the 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 next um, the next superintendent is will will build on that improvement. So there are more kids that are on the right path and, and going to college. Hey, listen, I got to take this commercial break, but I appreciate the call. Thank you. Yep. 508-996-0500 or uh, you can hit us up on the WBSM app chat this is South Coast Tonight I'm Marcus Farrow and uh, 
This is 1420 WBSM. Again, Adam said there was nothing on the veto. The, the city council meeting was 50 minutes today. Apparently, Mitchell didn't make the cutoff for the veto override um, discussion. So there wasn't really much in the agenda today. Too bad. 508-996-0500. i got to take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus, 508-996-0500. And that was uh, Bruce Oliveira, um, New Bedford School Committee member. He says he wants to hire internally, and he wants, he specifically wants to hire uh, Andrew O'Leary, who's the Assistant Superintendent of Finance and Operations. So, um, apparently... uh, you know, I think, and I think a lot of people are are, are thinking continuity of, of of governance is important. So we'll see. I mean, they they need a there's seven school committee members um, to include the mayor. The mayor is the chair of the school committee, so you'll need the majority of the um, need the majority of them. So four school committee members would need to agree with uh, uh, Bruce on that. But um, there's two options: hire internally or open uh, or open up the search. Uh, so apparently Superintendent Anderson's going to be there until June 30th. So nothing to report in terms of the veto overrides. Adam Bass was uh, at the meeting today. It lasted only about 45 minutes. And uh, the, I guess the veto overrides are on the next meeting. Mitchell penned his letter. Uh, yes, his letter came out yesterday. I thought the vetoes would have happened sooner. Than, I mean, earlier than that, because he said he was writing his letter uh, on Sunday at the um, at the at the half marathon, he said he's going to his office to write that veto letter. So, um, typically, my understanding is with public meetings, it's forty eight hours. Anything that was uh, forty, if you can make you can make the agenda forty eight hours before. But maybe it might be different in the city council. Maybe he didn't get those vetoes in forty eight hours. He didn't make the cutoff. So it's going to be at the April thirteenth meeting is where the the veto overrides will uh, the, the the veto overrides may uh may take well will take place whether or not they're going to pass through is a whole different uh, issue we've heard um ian ian is a ian is a he ian is a no vote on all three ballot questions meaning he is going to vote to sustain to keep mitchell's veto in place he's basically vetoing it along with mitchell um Councilor Maria Giesta, uh, had said that she is going to also vote with Councilor Abreu and uh, Mayor Mitchell on voting against the um, the veto uh, the um, the veto overrides. So voting against, which would mean voting against at least two of those questions. Rent control. She says she's still hearing out from her constituents uh, on that, but she's uh, on. The four-year term to a two-year term and uh, the Community Preservation Act, she is a no vote. She's going to vote against that. So 508-996-0500, the council president and uh, Ward 2 Councilor Maria Jessa are scheduled to be on Tim Tim's show tomorrow uh, for that weekly segment that happens in the 10 o'clock hour. So you're going to want to tune in for that. And then uh, actually later on in that evening, we're going to have former New Bedford Mayor Scott Lang on to talk about all the all the goings on, all the goings on and what his thoughts are on it. Um, 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. This is South Coast Tonight, and I'm Marcus, and we're just finishing out the 7 o'clock hour. In the 8 o'clock hour, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some more stuff.